Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate, I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello. Welcome back to Chase Thomas Podcast. Taping this on a Friday afternoon. The legend, the man himself, Rusty Manziel, is here of Dogs HQ, 929 The Game. Rusty, good afternoon, sir. How are you? Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Are you, are you feeling a little bit nervous uh, with the uh, how tomorrow might go a little bit? Is there any part of you that's like, hey, Georgia fans, let's, uh, we're, let's not count our chickens before they hatch just a little bit. Tennessee hasn't lost a home game since Georgia in 2021. Well, I'm been around for a long time so mm. i'm not nervous uh but georgia should be you know what i mean i think they should yeah. take i think that the georgia fan base should be because i've said this from basically since last year you know mm. i kind of and i've been around this this rivalry for a long time i understand the pulse i kind of know what happened last year tennessee ranked number one a lot of momentum uh that loss kind of sent them spiraling you know into this the rest of the season and uh this one of those games i don't care you have that uh you have that circled and mm. I think it was 03, Georgia played uh, LSU, and they, they went down there and got beat, man. And then they got beat again in the SEC championship. And uh, LSU had to come back to Athens the next year, and Georgia was waiting. I mean, Georgia mm. was waiting on LSU. I mean, they, and I don't even know what their record was, but I can tell you, I knew Georgia was going <laughs> to play that day, and they beat the brakes off LSU. Mm. So I understand when you have a game circled, you look at Georgia 07 when they beat Florida. And then you see the, you know, Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. they had, they made them, they were waiting on Georgia in 08. So yep. this is Tennessee. The Tennessee has, no matter what has happened up until this point, they have wanted to play this game. Their fan base has wanted this game. Their their team has wanted this game. Um, th- th- if you're Georgia, I've said it all week, man. It, this is a game. It better have your damn attention. I was talking to Randy McMichael, former Georgia mm-hmm. tight end this week. And he said, Rusty, this is their toughest game. This is Georgia's toughest game. And I, and I stand by that. And, I kind of agree with him. I think this is now. Do I think Georgia going to win this game? I did predict Georgia to win this game, but I see a lot of Georgia man, fans just like, hey, we're going to go up there and just, you know, just throttle Tennessee. Yeah. I, I would be shocked if that happened. 
I would too. I mean, Heupel, what it's interesting to be seven and zero coming off a double digit loss at Tennessee to this point. Um, I think a lot of folks, if you don't watch every game and you're not like on the pulse like me here in Knoxville and like see this team week in week out and know Heupel, like I understand it's a cliche to say like hates to lose. Heupel yeah. is a competitive, competitive guy, and I think there is something to the response where if he gets embarrassed on the national stage or things really go awry. Yeah. he get he's pissed like he really yeah. takes it personally and does not like to see stuff like that and i just i believe in the response and it's like hey this was a team that was up two touchdowns on alabama on the road at one point going into that like this is a team that the best version of tennessee is still a the second best team i think in the sec the problem is you see that every now and then like you just this year uh more so than last year it's just the nature of the beast when you lose a quarterback to the nfl draft when you lose two nfl wide receivers when you have that kind of drop off it's just not easy you know this like in recruiting it's just not that e- it's not a plug and play situation where you're like all right we lost our four star of the draft we'll plug in this four star and we just keep this train moving it doesn't really work like that uh, in practicality i just look at it is look georgia is playing really good ball but i think a lot of people are just looking at what happened at missouri last weekend and it's like okay they're reeling tennessee's reeling I just think Tennessee flushes this stuff and they're a totally different team at home. Um, we've seen it for the last three years. They get up. Nealon's going to be rocking. Like yep. you said, they've had it circled all year long. Yep. I just, I don't think that it's the, it, the thing to me that will ultimately define this game. And I don't know if you agree with it. Tennessee is 0-3 and Jalen Wright uh, averages around three yards per carry. They're yep. undefeated when he averages seven yards per carry or more. So if Tennessee is able to establish the run at home, if they are able to run on Georgia and not uh, put them in a situation where they have to rely on a lot of experienced wideouts because they're extremely banged up in the receiver room, I think they have a shot. And it kind of just looks like a souped up version of what Auburn did, right? Like that's, I think, the best case scenario is you have a souped up, more talented version of that. I, I think it's simple. I mean, it, we could sit here and, you know, people get paid a lot more money than you and I to talk mm-hmm. but if Tennessee can't run the football, they 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 don't win. They games. can't win. They're not going to win. So I went back and watched the Missouri game, and here, here's one thing I'll say about the Missouri game from the Tennessee side: they had two costly turnovers. Yep. They had two very costly turnovers that that put that game into a different score. Now I will say this: from the Missouri side, they whipped Tennessee up front. They yep. whipped their guards. They whipped their center. Uh, they were able to control that with three down linemen. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if Georgia looks at that and says, you know, that is going to be a light box. Our guys have got to do that because that's one thing I noticed with Missouri. I actually went back and watched that game this morning, the, just mm. the offensive possessions of Tennessee again. And I um, mean, they got whipped up front, but they did have two calls. So that turnover right there in, in deep in Missouri territory, obviously yep. uh, changed a lot of things. So that game could have been a little bit different. It's always ifs and buts, but yeah. you know, again, just looking at that Missouri score, you didn't really watch the game closely, how different that could have been. All the credit in the world in Missouri, because I watched Missouri. I stood on the sideline two weeks ago. Mm. That damn Schrader, that Schrader is a damn bowling ball. I mean, yep. that dude, he's built like a damn igloo cooler. You know what I mean? Mm. And you, you get your arms around him. He had 120 on Georgia. Yeah. So, you know, you look at this game and can Georgia offensively, they're going to stress Tennessee, uh, especially with Bowers back now. Uh, you look at Lad McConkey, you look at Oscar Delp. Uh, that receiving core is going. Carson Beck seems to be uh, kind of, you know, peaking at the right time. So I think it's, I think that is absolutely the biggest key, man, is Georgia in some one-on-one situations because Tennessee spreads you out so much defensively. Mm-hmm. 
And then you look at can they stop the run? Because I know that Tennessee, I can't even imagine, you know, historically everybody knows what Georgia does, Bloody Tuesday, mm. knock the piss at each other. But I guarantee you that Tennessee had some physical-ass practices this week <laughs> uh, in preparation for this. And coming off that that game in Missouri, you know, that didn't set well with hype, as you said, and probably their team. And, look, they know. They know what's at stake. Georgia can tie the all-time winningest SEC yep. streak ever. And you, that's not something you want somebody to walk off the field going, man, just beat us and they, you know, tied a record for all-time wins in the SEC and consecutive wins. Yeah, and you have a lot of big-time recruits on campus this weekend for Tennessee. you got Jordan Seaton and company. We'll see if yep. Cam Michael is able to make it in. And I'll ask uh, – I'm curious about him in a second. I'll ask you. But um, I think when it comes to, like you said, with the practicing and uh, what this week's looked like for both sides, very physical on both fronts, I'm curious because – You've watched Georgia up close more than uh, most this year, Rusty. From my vantage point on the outside looking in, I think one of the things that really killed Tennessee, because they don't have deep dropbacks, like it's not one of those situations where it's once that quick read, first read, make a move, and it's just quick decision-making. And that's been the problem with Joe versus Hendon over the first three years here is that Joe just, he'll misfire. He'll, you can see that he doesn't know what to do. He'll panic a little bit. He's just not decisive um, all the time. I mean, the best version of Joe is still pretty good. It's just, <laughs> you never really know. And he was actually really solid the last three weeks before the Mizzou uh, collapsed. But the defensive line and Jalen Carter, just, they were sending doubles at him last year and it just didn't matter. Like Jerome Carbon was just getting eaten alive by, yeah. um, by Jalen Carter. And then the year yeah. prior, you have Jordan Davis coming in here and guys like that. They don't seem to have those same kind of game wreckers in the interior that can give Tennessee those same kind of problems up front. Is that fair? Because if that's the case, I do wonder what that means for Tennessee versus Georgia versus what we've seen in the last two years. They definitely don't have a Jalen Carter. It's like yeah. I tell I tell every year, you know, quit trying to ask me who's the next <laughs> Roquan Smith because it's just that, that, you know, Roquan Smith might be the best linebacker in the NFL right now. He's a yeah. unicorn. Uh, Jalen Carter is probably going to get rookie of the year. I mean, there's, uh, those guys are hard to replace. They don't come around often. I'll be answering this question next year about Brock Bowers. This is a mm. once in a 20 year tight end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I do think they're really solid. I'll tell you the name and, uh, you know, you, you see it coming up, man, is, is, is Damon Wilson and mm. this five star. Uh, he, he is, he's, he was a huge recruiting battle with Georgia and Ohio state. And you saw him last week. I talked to some people at, at Ole Miss, and they were like, "We that dude is going to be a problem. And mm. uh, he blew by them a couple of times. So I think once the bye week after, you know, between Florida, Georgia comes in, and um, you, you look at this, um, the bye week, trying to get those young guys ready. Mm. Uh, I do think they're going to be better down the line. But to say, do they have a Trayvon Walker? Do they have a Jalen Carter? They don't. They don't. They got a bunch of really good players, but they don't have that alpha first rounder right now in my opinion up front so yeah that's been that's been you know look at georgia the last four games the opening drive they get up seven points they've given up 14 points to Ole miss last weekend until they made a couple adjustments there so uh you know that's some of the things that they they've been but they've been able to stop the run uh they got great linebacker play hmm. and, and you know jamon Dewis johnson is out um he's a he's a starter he's a captain and then you insert this this freshman cj allen and he was SEC freshman of the week, led the team in tackles, had sack, tackle for loss. So I think he's special, but this is the first time that he has stared down 108 that's not your friends. They're not on your mm. visit list. You know what I mean? They're not They're mm. not on your – they're not getting tickets from you. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be a new atmosphere for him as well. So we'll see how he plays tomorrow. But Smile Munden and those guys, I think they've kind of done it. Uh, I think the one consistent thing – I try to talk to people that play Georgia. Mm. 
and, and Josh Heupel mentioned it in his press conference on Monday, Georgia is one of the best tackling teams in the country. Yeah. Um, and, and they just don't give up many. Like if you get an eight yard gain, it's, it's eight, you know, you're mm -hmm. not going to one and get 25. And that's been a key to being able to hold down some things uh, when you, when you look at that. So they're going to give up some plays, man. It's just, you're going to give up some plays. I watched, um, you know, like I said, I watched Tennessee's offense there, you know, he, Joe really, when he sets his feet, man, the mm -hmm. ball is like a baseball coming out of his hand. You know, when he throws that mm -hmm. slant. You just can't guard that sometimes. Yeah. You're going to give up those plays. And I guarantee you they're going to take some shots. They're going to take some vertical shots on Georgia uh, down the field, and Kenny hit those. So the run game, I think Georgia's been really good. I mean, they've been good, not great. They've given us the thing. i tell you what's hurt them has been the athletic quarterback. You know, how much would mm. you, how, how much will Milton – He doesn't, listen, he doesn't have to be – you know, Cam Newton and run all over the place tomorrow. But how many times can he move the chains by picking up third and seven and getting eight? Yeah. Can he vert? Can he just because Carson Beck does that once or twice a game? He's not going to get you for 30, but he'll get you twice a game where he'll just move the chains running. How many times will uh, Joe Milton do that tomorrow would kind of be the key. Well, it's funny you say that because that was my uh, big question, too. It's like one of the things that Stetson did really well that gave Tennessee problems the last two years is Stetson was so good with his legs. Stetson oh, yeah. just caused all kinds of problems. And Tennessee is absolutely obliterated linebacker right now. Aaron Carter, he's yeah. gone for the year. Uh, Keenan Pilly, you haven't had all year, who was supposed to be that kind of spy to really solidify uh, that linebacker room with Jeremy Banks gone. Aaron Beasley is at the mic. Uh, at, uh, it will not be in the mic position. It's going to be Elijah Herring, who had a rough, rough Saturday against Brady Cook and Cody Schrader. Um, his eyes were not in the right place a lot of the time, and he looked extremely slow on tape. And they just got killed. Like, there was no answer for it because Cody Schrader in the flat, you were going to have a linebacker on him. And then Tamarian McDonald, star, he was out. He got knocked out. So you're putting in a guy who had less than, like, 100 snaps at that point in Jordan Thomas. I don't know what the availability will look like there. But star is an important position because I think uh, a lot of what Willie does uh, involves uh, what the star is able to do. And you just need uh, that to be solid on Saturday. But I look at that and I'm like, okay, when they've gotten crushed this year, uh, mm -hmm. Tennessee's defense it's quarterbacks on third and eight when they are able because there was a play in the Mizzou game I'm sure you saw where Mizzou uh, Jackson Ross who's been great punting at the one yard line and he just takes off and he gets the first down and extends the drive and you're just like it's a backbreaker as Tennessee has no they haven't had an answer for that for three years and I just wonder if Carson's that guy in the same vein that Stetson is he's, he's not Brady Cook because I watched it two weeks ago yeah and I, the first drive of the game when they drove right down the field and scored on mm -hmm. Georgia First time he scrambled, I looked at the guy beside me. I said, that dude can damn roll. Mm -hmm. That dude can roll in person. So I, I've watched that play and that, the exact play this morning. Mm -hmm. and I, my God, man, they had him pinned. They had him in the pocket. Mm -hmm. He spins, goes right back across the field and picks up the first down. So yeah. Carson Beck, that's not his game. But mm -hmm. uh, I tell you the one thing, man, and when you see him person, when you see him in person, you want to talk about a live arm and mm -hmm. how from about 30 in, Carson Beck has been as accurate as I've ever seen. Now, mm. he's had some problems with deep balls, and that's where Stetson would not miss. Yeah. Stetson, Stetson Bennett did not miss a deep ball. I mean, this dude would drop it right in the basket. Isn't that funny? Like, Hooker and Stetson, who don't have the arm talent and the arm strength, they are yeah. just so devastating on deep balls. Uh -huh. Then you have the beautiful balls in Milton and Beck, and they struggle for, like, just years. with the. It makes no sense to me. Very similar comparison, but I'm telling you, Carson Beck has been great. He has thrown in some tight windows. I mean, mm. he's balls from about 30 in. You're like, damn, that is big league throws. But 
he has missed some balls this year. Like last week, that you see that play with the Ole Miss where they did the out and up, and he got the mm-hmm. Ole Miss out of bite. That ball was underthrown, or it's an easy touchdown. Yeah. Uh, you know, Lad McConkey had to stop. So if you want to get picky with some things, that's kind of where Carson has struggled a bit. He's not. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm going to beat you uh, with his legs, but he, but, but with his mind, it's hard to confuse him right now. And I'm telling you, when you see him in person tomorrow and watch him warm up, uh, I think that's what everybody sees the first time. Like, damn, this guy, his arm is freaking, it's got some juice to it. There you go. Um, what's interesting, too, is I think a lot of Georgia fans are probably expecting, because Brock Bowers is just great, like, just the GOAT tight end, and he, you, they just don't make him like Brock Bowers anymore. But he hasn't done much in this series. In the first two games here, he's kind of been taken away a little bit by Tennessee. I don't know if it's just Tennessee taking him away or just the nature of how the game's going and just what te- Georgia is able to attack in other areas. But mm-hmm. I look at this matchup, and I just think it's, if you look for all the different skill talent, all the different guys, because I think Georgia has the deepest wide receiver room in the SEC right now. When you look at all of the options that Georgia will have at their disposal against Tennessee and what they've got uh, in the secondary and the linebacker room right now, I just think Dejan Edwards is the one who I would look at as like, he's probably going to have the best day. If you're a Georgia fan, look at Edwards because he is going to get or should get targeted a bunch here at Ladd McConkey because I don't think Tennessee is going to be able to handle uh, handle Lad in the slot with their current corner makeup, mm-hmm. and he should be able to feast with a lot of attention on Brock Bowers, but Edwards, to me, is the X factor. If he is able to do whatever he wants in the flats and up the middle and everything else, yeah. Tennessee's in for a long day, but that's my pinpoint. Is that yours as well? I picked Lad McConkey and I picked Dejan Edwards because I feel like how do you negate Tennessee's offense because they stress a piss mm-hmm. out of offense so much and you got to give them on the sidelines you can't yep. you know you give up some plays so how do you do that you run the football and mm-hmm. Milton it looks like he's finally healthy for the first time this year had a good game last week uh hamstring issue kind of coming back uh but days and Edwards Georgia has been a totally different team they didn't have him the mm-hmm. first they couldn't run the ball they had to move a wide receiver to tailback um they lost they lost a five-star running back mm-hmm. in August and Branson Robinson who was yep. going to be the starting running back. They lost him for 12 months. They didn't lose him for six. They lost him for a whole year. Mm. And uh, so you look at that, but when Dejan Edwards came in, I mean, this guy's been there. He's one of the most patient runners, uh, runs through tackles. I know people don't like Gary Danielson, but I, I thought he hit it right on the spot when he said, this guy doesn't go down with first contact. Mm. Uh, and he gets, he, he will turn 
he will turn three into six. And that's how he ends up with 90, 95, 105 yards at the end of the day. You're thinking, okay, he didn't have that explosive 25-yard gain, but he had a lot of five and six and seven, eight-yard runs. So I think Dayson Edwards is the key. I think that's for Georgia. They would like to run the football. Uh, they got a Marius Mims back last week. You know, you got a lot of experienced guys. Tate Ratledge, something like Tate Rattledge just played a thousand games. Cedric Van Pran, the center. Uh, you know, he's played a thousand games. Um, you input, you input uh, you know, these these freshmen, um, and then this young, young guard, Dylan Fairchild, who was uh, you know, he's a I think a red shirt sophomore. Um, he was the heavyweight state champion in Georgia back to back, like 50 and 0, and he's just a mauler, man. They put him at guard and They've been kind of different since they've, they've inserted him uh, into the lineup. So they've got their pieces. You know, is Georgia the better football team? Yes, Georgia's yeah. the football team. I just know that they are about to walk into an environment where you can't give Tennessee a crack. You can't give a cheap turnover. You know, mm. in Auburn, they're down 10. They turn the ball over on the very first play of the second half. You mm. know what I mean? You do that tomorrow and it's – you know, it's going to be one of those for four quarters on the edge of your couch type games for Georgia. Yeah, because Tennessee is just a, if they get rolling, it's really yeah. hard to slow them down. If they are in a rhythm, oh. if they are in a momentum, if Heupel is in his bag, yep. that it's a bad, bad place to be in if you're, here's, even if you're Georgia. Here's the one thing I, I've said about this, and mm. I'm not putting this one game on Heupel, but when I watched Alabama play zone against Tennessee mm. last year and they carved them up, I mean, carved Alabama up. I knew, mm -hmm. right? I said, I don't know if Georgia can beat Tennessee, but I can guarantee you Georgia will not play zone. Yep. And how they played them that day um, and how they matched up. Heupel has got an entire tape. He had an entire offseason mm -hmm. how Georgia was going to play him. And some other people tried to copy that, but they didn't have the personnel Georgia did. And also, mm -hmm. he played at home. So now you come back to Knoxville. What's going to be your counterpunch? It's almost like seeing a pitcher for the first time. Yeah, You saw him for nine innings. All right, the next time we play him, this is what we're going to do. So you want to see what Tennessee is going to do this time now they've had a whole year to prepare because this is the Georgia's not changing what they're going to do. They're going to do, yep. they're gonna do a lot of the same things they did. That's just who they are. So what's going to be the kind of counterpunch from Hypo tomorrow? I, I don't know, but I'm excited no matter what, because I think anyone who sees a blowout on either side, I think, will be mistaken. I think this is actually going to be a close game into the fourth quarter, is my yeah. guess. I've been up there too many times. I've been, yeah. up there, been up there too many times and seen that atmosphere and, and, and know what that rivalry is about. I got a lot. I got a lot of close Tennessee friends. Yeah. They have been they have circled this one since – they've been on me since Easter about this yeah. one. Yeah. So, I can tell you, I know what that environment's going to be like. It's going to be a great college football environment. Um, I wish I could go have – I got some TV to do tonight in Atlanta with high school football. I'd maybe be cracking a few on the river tonight. That's going to be a great atmosphere down there tonight. There you go. Uh, rapid fire here because I'm curious uh, on the recruiting front, Rusty. Obviously, I think one of the things that uh, I talk with Tennessee fans who sometimes get frustrated with like recruiting and stuff like that, where I'm like, look, man, uh, the majority of Tennessee recruits have to come from Georgia. It's Georgia high school football. 7A is just a totally different animal with all the Atlanta area high schools and then the powerhouses of the Colquitt to the world in South Georgia getting their own classification or getting their own region. And yep. it's just different. And you are going to have to win some of those battles. You're going to have to go in and fight. And I think Tennessee fans right now are kind of nervous about where Cam Michael is going to end up. Um, the Statesboro standout. He is trying to make it in, I believe, uh, this weekend for Tennessee, Georgia. We'll see if that ends up happening. But what do you make of like 
this the the kind of storyline around cam being that like the reason georgia wasn't on it was or maybe georgia was on the outside looking in for him for months was they wanted him to play defense and he sees himself as a receiver so that gave tennessee an advantage how much Mm -hmm. of you think is real there and do you think as of right now georgia is the leader for cam or do you think tennessee's still in a good spot i think georgia like today i would i probably would pick georgia let me Mm -hmm. rephrase that let me say that as he just got off georgia's campus yeah now he, you know, if he makes it to Knoxville this weekend, that's certainly a big deal. And that's Tennessee's mm-hmm. opportunity to say, hey, because if he makes it to Knoxville this weekend, I guess they would get the last visit before his decision. Yeah, I think it's the 23rd, right, is what he announced. Yeah, so he's next week. So uh, if he may, he's got a playoff game tonight um, and, and they play uh, they play tonight on the road, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so plenty of time to get to Knoxville, those type of things. So if he makes it to Knoxville this weekend, that's certainly – a plus for Tennessee. I don't think this thing is over. He's not a silent commit to Georgia. I'm not sitting here with a story ready to go, anything mm-hmm. like that. I think Georgia had a very good visit with him last weekend and his family. Uh, they have assured him uh, that he can play wide receiver. If that's what he wants mm-hmm. to choose, be an athlete. Um, he can play both ways, but uh, he's playing quarterback for his team now. They just moved him. And he's playing wildcat quarterback and they took off. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I think Georgia is still recruiting him to just be an athlete, you know, maybe come do what Travis Hunter does and, mm. and play, play both ways. So I don't think it's over. Uh, I think there's a lot. I do think I, I'm confident it's Georgia and Tennessee. I know Colorado had a good job uh, yeah. with him, get him out there. But I, I think it's Tennessee or Georgia. And what I do is my old good buddy, Barton Simmons, who's at Vanderbilt now, mm. uh, he used to just text me and say, hey, follow the visits, follow yeah. the, visits, you know what I mean? So. Mm. Uh, see who makes up tomorrow, and we'll kind of we'll, we'll follow you know all the recruiting guys there and see what uh, see what the news is out of that. But uh, if he doesn't make it, I, I would probably feel better about Georgia still. But if he gets mm-hmm. to Knoxville, certainly it's going to be a great environment, and they're going to sit him down and try to reassure him that hey, this is this is why we've been recruiting you at this position, and and here's what we can do. Mike, I'll tell you this, Mike Matthews, super mm-hmm. free, super yeah. free. But I, more importantly, at my alma mater over here, Mike Matthews, Partview alumni. Look, they make them different. Jeff Rancor, Mike Matthews, they just make them different over there, Rusty. I would say Mike Matthews is one of the best kids I've ever covered. Like one really? of the best. Oh, man. he you talking about a fantastic, great family, mm-hmm. uh, great kid. I'm talking great kid. This would be one of those that goes to Knoxville and he will be like the face of your program type kid. Hmm. I mean, this. This guy is legit. He's a great, he's a damn competitor, but he is super polished kid off the field. Comes from a great family. That is that is an absolute monster get. That was a monster win. Mm. Uh, Tennessee fans, you know, like that's a big deal, but you don't kind of understand the impact. Uh, and I do. I've been doing mm. this long. What that guy's going to be in two or three years, and what he's going to mean to that team and that program. So you think it's one that Georgia's like, ooh, you you let this kid get out of state. That this stuff. They trust me. They try. <laughs> you know, I think it was just one of those deals where Tennessee, you know, Tennessee did a great job with him and saying, look, you know, this is this is what we do wide receiver wise. And, you know, it's funny because Georgia for so long, man, mm. all the they don't throw the ball to tight ends. They don't mm. throw. They, they couldn't get a tight end. Yeah. All of a sudden they get a couple of tight ends and the kids start getting drafted. And now everybody says you don't throw the wide receivers. So they had mm. they've had trouble. You know what I mean? But they've got Brock Bowers. I mean, they got Superman. You know what yeah. I mean? So 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 I get it. Yeah. 
Well, I'm excited. We'll see because it's just one of those tough offenses for freshmen don't really play uh, in hypo scheme because I think it's a lot of uh, reading. You have to make these adjustments on the fly. These receivers, they have to determine their route when they're out there and it's how the defense lines up. It's tough. He's smart, man. Yeah. He's, he'll be there. Shit, he'll be there in three weeks. Yeah. Four, you know what I mean? He, he, he's, he, you, give, you give Mike Matthews eight months, they better get him ready because he's, he's, yeah. a, different, he's a different dude now. Well, you got me ready to run through a brick wall. Nico Yamaliava, we got Mike Matthews in the fold. Offense is yep. going to be pretty scary next year. Yep. I yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I wish they'd play Nico more. I'm, I want to see him. Everybody I've talked to about him, you know, out in California, and, you know, mm. my good dad Simmons, everybody kind of raves about him. And, you know, you're excited to see the next guy and see what he can do. But I kind of understand where they are right now with Joe and trying to finish this thing off with him. I just think they're just banged up and they're just trying to get through this season. <laughs> like, I think that at this point, they're just like, let's not destroy some confidence. Let's not like you just you lost to sure. me, dude. Brew McCoy's gone. I mean, yep. you just I don't know. I think this is a survive in advance. Get to nine and three, whatever it is. Get to when it could bowl win, 10 and three, whatever, and just get to next year. Because I think everyone saw this as a gap year uh, coming yep. into Tennessee. Uh, Rusty, go subscribe to Dogs HQ and uh, on three today. If you have not already done so, listen to Rusty. Uh, how many days a week are you on with the Steakhouse on 99? Uh, I'm on Wednesday, nine to 11. That's super okay. fun. Have a great time there. Do Fox Five Atlanta on uh, well Saturday mornings. Do a Georgia show there and having fun with it, man. Right now, but I need I need a break. I need uh I need some I need uh, to finish these things off and get this SEC championship game and breathe for one second and get ready for hopefully a playoff run for Georgia. So uh, we'll see what happens. Well, you're almost there, Rusty. You're almost there. Uh, well, thank you as always and uh, for making the time. This was great, and uh, we'll have to do this again soon. Yeah, man, I talked to all my good buddy Austin Price. I said, hey, I'm going to be on, on Chase's show. He goes, look, you get on there, you get to talk wrestling, Disney, and all that good stuff. So, so, so. <laughs> Austin's funny, man. That, so, that's funny. You want to have me on about wrestling later on next time. I'll, I'll have to get to get. Oh, I, we go all over the place. And with Hubs, I get Andy Griffith and uh, uh, Matlock talk. You never, never know where it's going to go uh, week to week. So when we get more time, we'll, we'll, we'll bounce around a little bit. Rusty, thank you so much. And uh, talk to you soon. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 